And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Uh, good morning and welcome to episode nine, three, eight of Down to Dunk. You can find us on The Athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your podcast. Go to theathletic.com backslash down to dunk and get The Athletic and gift a subscription for free. Buy one, gift one. Follow us on Instagram and YouTube. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Andrew. But I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Slam through. Taylor. Oh, man. My wife. <laughs> she asked me to sink her phone. So I threw in the ocean. I don't know why she's mad at me. Yeah, slam through. And Jay. It's Jay. Hanson. I love a huge. That was a good combo. I'm the a joke in the Hanson. Great, great combo. Huge Hanson fan. Big Hanson fans over yeah. here. Yeah. Well, they're yeah, definitely. So we have some of the biggest international music uh, artists from this state. Yeah. Hanson, Garth. Mm-hmm. They're about the same Garibba. level. Gariba. Flaming Lips. Gariba. Yeah. Flaming Lips. Reba. Reba. Hinder. Hinder. Hinderance. And All American Rejects. Blake yeah. Shelton. Yep. Uh, Blink 182. Mm hmm. 182. Some 41. From Shawnee, Oklahoma. Led Zeppelin and ACDC. That's how it works. It's impressive. Hey, the Thunder play a preseason game tomorrow. What? Tomorrow. Listen, live on streaming mm-hmm. via the Thunder app. Mm-hmm. Live on streaming so via the Thunder unless app. you have one of the two platforms with which you can watch local Thunder games. Yeah. This might be your only opportunity this season to watch the Thunder play. <laughs> you'll never, you'll never see them. Otherwise you'll never see them. Do they, I doubt they, I don't know if I haven't, I haven't looked at the schedule enough, but there's no way this team has any national games. They have zero national television games. Yeah. Zero. This is it. This is zero. it. Yeah. It's zero. <laughs> zero. So Lou Dort, who hadn't been with the team, Finally decided to show up yesterday. He looked good, man. Looked happy. He looked good. Did he look? He looked like he thinned up a little bit. Did he thin up to you, or was that just a shot, dude? I have no clue. I haven't really. I mean, I I have done zooms with him before, but I don't remember. So he lost. Maybe lost some weight. Was he looking healthy? Maybe he looked a little tired. He looked. No, he looked pretty good. He looked great. He um. I. It's just funny. You forget about the language barrier with Dort. Because like English is like his third or fourth language, right? Um, well, and so like I asked him if he's paid attention to like Twitter or Reddit and the, the hype train, the Dort hype train. Yeah, 
if you paid any attention to that, what do you think about it? And he was just like, I'm just really happy. I'm just really happy that people like me. <laughs> he said, and he also was like, I had a couple of friends that sent me some stuff. I thought it was kind of cool. And then he, yeah. I, I was, I thought he was this close to saying, yeah, and, uh, I'm just, I'm just ready to down to Dort this season. I know. I thought he was this close to <laughs> he saying loves, He loves the down to Dort stuff. Cause I've talked about it a couple of times and he just lights up. Anytime well, if he would have seen you, because the thing I, I just didn't realize it. I was watching some interviews last night. I watched Dagnalt and yeah, and lose from yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Dagnalt, he's a pretty good interview. Like, I he doesn't give a ton of content, but he's really good at it. And he uh, tries to, he tries to. I'll give him credit because he does try to answer questions. Yeah, there's just so many unanswerable questions right now. There's not right. A lot you so can talk Joe. About. Joe Masato asked him a question about, you know, Al Horford and mm-hmm. uh, Teo Maladon. Are they going to be here? Are they playing? He's like, listen, protocols. I can't really talk about that. Not, I'm not trying to avoid the question mm-hmm. anyway. But like the thing that if, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched any of the, the interviews from training camp, like I just had the epiphany. I know you mentioned this before, but I had the epiphany yesterday. I was watching it and mm-hmm. the fact that they're just standing in front of a, or sitting in front of a camera. Yes. Getting random people yelling questions at them. Yeah. Like yep. they have no idea. They can't see you. They don't see They us. can't. Yeah. You know, like, so when they're like, uh, the next question is from Andrew Schleck from down to dunk. He's just like, I, I mean, I, he probably, he knows he, if he saw you, he would recognize you probably in some form, mm-hmm. but just the name and the down to dunk. I'm sure he was like, he's probably uh, like, I don't know what this is, but anyway, it's, I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> It's going to be a weird season, probably through for the Oklahoma City. It'll probably be through the majority of the season. It's just going to be a weird season. And I think mm-hmm. for teams, there is at least a little bit of glimmer that by playoffs, they may be able to have more fans in the arena. Uh, right. But it's just going to be weird. Yeah, it'll be weird. But it's good to have it's good to have Lou back. I mean, it's it's nice to know that he'll be playing this weekend. So. Uh, you guys have predictions for the starting lineup. I've been asking almost, uh, I've asked this question on almost every podcast that I've been on and I haven't heard y'all's predictions. Shay, Poku, sorry, Poku, Bays. Oh, <laughs> this is going well. Moose. You have so much lettuce. Horford. Now are we talking are we talking for okay. <laughs> tomorrow night or are we talking for whenever the season just, starts? Yeah, for like for like what's the starting lineup, period. All right, I'm gonna go Shea. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go George Hill. I'm gonna go at the three position. I'm gonna go with Hamadou Diallo. That's what I that's what I've said too. At the four we're gonna see Bays, and at the five we're gonna see Horford. <laughs> yeah. So the question from there is, who is your next, who comes off the bench? Because I think you're right. Like, I don't remember where you said this. Either they're going to hand the keys to the backup unit to Teo, or they're going to have to figure out a way to get, like, it could be where George Hill has an early substitution. Early substitution. They're going to have to, I think. Bring in somebody, and and then George runs it. When Shea sits, then that's when they put George Hill out there. But that's at least my baseline assumption is how it's going to look. Yeah. So who else on this roster actually plays? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I do I, think I think unless I think, unless Teo is completely um, out of his element when he shows up, I think they're going to give him minutes. I hope. I so. think what I've seen, he should be able to at least contribute on some form. 
Yeah, I think Frank Jackson will play. Uh, I think Ty and Justin Jackson. I have not seen him in a photo or heard from him at all. I assume that he's one of the guys that has COVID and just isn't able to play. Justin Jackson? Yeah, Justin Jackson. Sorry, we were muted. I muted them because they were just, just playing with Taylor's hair over well, here. Well, we're, we're setting for up minutes. for something. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, yeah. it looks really good. So I would, I mean, Justin Jackson will play when he's available. Um, Muscala will play. I think Poku will play. Yep. Um, are they going to try to flip a Ariza? Yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, Ariza's yeah. not going to come. But he's that was, pulling that Iggy. You know what's happening? Is I was about to ask that, and then right in my head, I was like, "Wait, has Ariza already been flipped?" Because I'm so confused by what the <laughs> roster like. Where are players right now? You guys want to play the guess the players on the roster game again? No, I'm so bad at this. I didn't know. I actually didn't know Justin Jackson was going to be on this team. He's when, here when it starts. So right now they have they have too many players. Still, they have 20 players, including the two way players. You can carry 17 players on your roster, including your two-way players this year. So it means they have to cut three guys from the roster. Okay. Which everybody's, who knows? Like, who from this poo-poo platter of guys at the end of the bench are they going to cut? I don't know who it's going to be. I mean, the candidates are Kenrich Williams, Admiral Schofield, Isaiah Roby. Darius Miller, maybe, but he makes a lot of money. I don't know that you can just cut him. I think... So it's those three. I mean, you want to throw TJ Leaf there? I don't think they're going to no, cut TJ Leaf. That's why I just put him down. He's going to get those backup four minutes, man. Boo. So I did, just. Did somebody really convince themselves that TJ Leaf was going to be a small forward? <laughs> did they? What do you That's mean? That's what I thought y'all were talking about on Wednesday about like whenever. No, it was maybe Monday with uh, Mikey is like whenever. They came into the league. They're like, this guy is enough athletic where oh, he could even slide oh, over to the three position. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. his draft. He is, he is a pretty good athlete. Um, it, it, I just can't. Until he shaves the, the goatee, it's I can't. So bad. I, I don't want to see him. Yeah, it's bad. And he, he's a pretty good athlete for the type of man he is. <laughs> he, no, he can jump. Yeah, for the type of man he is. Wow, that's so racist. <laughs> um TJ was actually pretty great in the interview. Did he still have the goatee though? Can you call it a goatee? It's all the mustache it's, and it's disconnected. It's and a little bit of chin beard, like, like the spare parts goatee. We should call it a don't tea. <laughs> a don't tea. <laughs> Freaking TJ leaves face don't tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. TJ was actually pretty great, but I think that. Is it? Am I wrong to think that it would be Roby, Schofield, and Kenrich Williams? No, I don't know. I don't know that Kendrick Williams guy. Kenrich. Kenrich. Yeah, I think Admiral Admiral Schofield actually has NBA experience. Yeah, it wasn't does. great experience, but he actually right. played. Yeah. Um, Roby was a guy that the Thunder traded for last season, uh, yeah. part of the Justin Patton like. Let's give this big guy that we're never going to use for a smaller guy that we're never going to use. Right. Um, which I think was more money something. I can't remember the specific details of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like maybe with Roby that that Sam has some sort of let's see this guy play and see what else he brings because 
Right now, I've got an 11 man, and I think they're even talking about it. Maybe you can correct this if they've uh, said no to this, because I know there's still some moving parts as far as what the organization of the team is going to look like because of all of the COVID protocols. Like, are they going to expand the roster that you can bring to games uh, or that you can have? They did from 15 from 15 to 17. Okay, so where how many how many teams how many players are on the team right now? 22, 20. So they really only have to cut three. They have to cut three. And I've gotten to the point where I don't know the rest of the guys that are on the team. So I'm going to tell you my 11-man rotation. Mm-hmm. Shea, Teo, George Hill, Frank and Justin Jackson, Hami, Poku, Baisley, TJ Leaf, Horford, and Moose, yeah. which is a perfect team to be really bad. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that gives us six guys that are in this bucket of players that I don't know Yeah. that have a space on the roster. Uh-huh. Who, who would you guarantee that I didn't mention is going to make that roster? You didn't say Ty Jerome. Oh, Ty Jerome. Yeah, which I think he'll actually play. I think he probably will get ahead of Teo if he plays the point. Or, you know, he'll be in that kind of weird one-two rotation. You know what that rotation sounds like, Jay? You said it out loud, and I was looking at the names. And I was like, oh, my God, this is what a Sacramento Kings team is like when they're trying. <laughs> Honestly, what it feels like to me is it feels like those rosters where it was Jonas or uh, not Jonas, uh, Johan Petro and Chris Wilcox. And yeah. Yeah. Just like Robert random. Swift. And like what random collection of guys can throw guys. in the roster. Yeah. So who else am I missing? Ty Jerome, Darius Miller. So that bumps us up to 13 and Darius Miller, like, I think that he'll be a rehab project where the Thunder are going to see, hey, can he play after he tours Achilles? Hey, he's decent. Let's trade him for a, second round pick. a super protected second round pick five years down the line. You know, you're missing Vincent Poirier. No, he's Poirier. No, he's that's not. who they traded to the they Sixers, traded. right? He never touched ground. Okay, there it is. Uh, Moses, Moses Brown and Josh Hall are their two way guys, and they're just on the roster. You don't cut them. Haven't even heard those names. Yeah, they signed so those guys. Fifteen. This yeah, there's fifteen. Um, so that's so why I'm like Admiral Schofield. Surely he's going to make one of those. Like I can a, see Schofield and Reza. Roby. Reza's on the roster. Oh yeah, Reza. Reza's sixteen. And then you're missing. Which I'm shocked they wouldn't buy him out. Why? When have the Thunder ever done that? I really don't know. They don't. The Thunder don't do that. There's other teams that will do that. The Jay, Thunder, don't you remember that Thunder they do wouldn't that. do it <laughs> even in the most obvious in the most obvious circumstances ever? They wouldn't stretch perk. They cut they they did that with Singler. They did. They, they did stretch them. Singler. But they gave Singler a lot of benefit a lot of things, didn't they? Yeah, it's because nobody wanted him. I think so. So yeah, okay, I got what you're saying. So they're gonna try to see if somebody would get a reason. A reason just makes what does he make? Over twelve? 15? What does he make? Yeah, I mean, that's not that's not a terribly difficult number to get to, though. Yeah, but he is not. You don't have to match dollar for dollar. Apparently, he was a... I didn't pay attention to this, but somebody had mentioned that he actually was way better when he was in Portland, which is kind of what Ariza does. Like, if he's in a team that's not going anywhere, he gives about as little effort as humanly possible. Yeah. Yeah, so he makes roughly 12 and a half. Yeah. I mean, you can move that. You'll be able... They'll be able to move him and George Hill. This year, it was kind of I don't know, man. George was such a great interview. I just I just feel 
It's a nice man. I don't think he would, he's not going to be a discontent that's going to crater this team. I could see Ariza being that, um, but I don't see George Hill being that. In oh, the what sense makes you of, say Ariza will be that? <laughs> he's not here. Like he didn't show up. Right. Like, yeah, which is fine. Like, I don't think the yeah. Thunder are out of shape. Like, oh, man, we really want a reason to get here. Yeah. I think um, this is very much Andre Godala. Like, hey, yeah, I got some stuff to take care of. And the yeah. And it like, seems like great. he's, a, I mean, he also missed the bubble with some personal stuff. So it seems like it's, it's not there's, just. There's some real stuff there. Yeah. I was about to say. But the reason he wouldn't go to the bubble is because he had to the stay reason. there. He had to stay there. You know, you can't leave. Like, if you're playing in the league, like you can bounce around. Guys are bouncing around all the time. Chris Paul was bouncing to L.A. every chance he got. Although I feel like that the COVID protocols kind of probably make that more difficult this year than, That's than a normal true. year. That's probably true. But <sighs> I don't know, well. man. It's exciting. I, it's the thing that's exciting for me about this team is just the unknown. Like what does like, so what are the biggest questions going into tomorrow? What are the things you're excited to see? I think for me, it's weird is, is probably what rise to the top is Poku a guy. Like, is he a guy? Yeah. Can we tell that in one, one preseason game? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But if he gets on the court, doesn't look lost and physically doesn't get just thrown out of the gym. Mm-hmm. That kind of is telling me at least something about Poku. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing for me is obviously like, what does Shea look like as the guy on this team? Mm-hmm. He's saying everything that's right. He looks the part. We saw in in spurts last year where he had the potential to do that, but he was also the amount of benefit that he got being able to play with Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, and that team that was around him is going to help because it's going to be Shea versus the world a little bit. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of the two primary questions. What other questions are you looking for to possibly be answered for tomorrow night's preseason game? Yeah. I mean, or, I, as much as you can get anything in a preseason game. Right. I mean, I'm, I just want to know who's available. I mean, do we, is Al Horford available? I mean, that's something that I'm intrigued about. Uh, who do they put on the wing? Do they start George Hill? Do they start Hami? I'm very interested in that. Uh, I'm interested in see like, what does Baisley's progress look like? Is he able to finish at the rim? Are they going to give him the ball more? Like what is, because you have to redistribute so many shots I mean, it will look nothing like last year. Nothing like it. Because basically all the shots on the team went to Chris Paul, Schroeder, Steven, Shea, Gallo. That was it. Like, that's all the shots. And then Baisley would get a spot up three here and there. And if they could find somebody else, they would let them shoot. But that was it. Like, those are the guys that shot the ball. And okay, then like, I don't know what I'm very interested to see what the offense looks like. Can we say this right now? And I'm I'm kind of saying this to Thunder fans on Twitter that are going to complain about one of these players halfway through the season and compare their stats this year to what they were last year. Yeah. And I'm going to say we are not allowed to do that. What do you mean? Like, be specific. I'm saying like basically basically might be better, but his job is going to be harder. Right. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. have Chris Paul. He doesn't have all Gallinari. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be like the fourth guy on the court. Now there's going to be a little bit more responsibility. Oh yeah, right? a lot more. So his, yeah, like how are, how are you evaluating these guys? Is the question right? Like, yeah, I'm saying like if you if he starts if his three point um, percentage is down this year and you're like oh he's really 
he's taken a back seat or he's uh he's fallen back a little bit. Look at his percentage last year. You just can't do that. It's a completely different situation. Same with Shea. His field goal percentage might be down this year. So I'm saying like just don't don't do that. Watch the games. I'm gonna do that. Luke's gonna Luke do Luke will it. definitely do that. That's how that's how yeah. man rolls. He's a stats only guy. I can't wait. I can't wait to really dig into some stats. <laughs> <laughs> and they're gonna say does Shea really deserve this next contract? Look, he dipped from this year to this year, whatever. <laughs> I think Shea's, I think, I think we actually might have some of the opposite though, where it's going to be like, oh my gosh, Baisley's averaging 14 and seven with two assists and two, a block and a steal a game. Yeah. Like, is this guy, is, is his trajectory super Lamar Odom? You know, I mean, I think that we might have some of the opposite where it's, where the fact is somebody has to score. Somebody has to get the rebounds. Somebody has to get the assists. It happens on every team every year. Somebody has to do it. And it doesn't mean that they're a great player. And I'm, I think that you run into problems. We'll run into that problem too. Where Yeah. You may have a dip in field goal percentage, but the counting stats like Hamadou Diallo in the month of January could average like, 12 and five. Yeah. And you'd be like, whoa, hobby really put in the work this off season. It's like, yeah, I th- he probably did work, but the opportunities there. I mean, Al Horford, Jay brought it up the other day, the other day when uh, he said Al Horford will probably average 17. And I've just been thinking about that. I think he can very easily average 17 on this team. <laughs> like Al was- Horford is going to be, we're going to be watching him. And it's going to be like, wow, a contender could really use this guy. Look at everything he brings to an offense and his defense is so great and all that. So I think I want to pause. I do want to just take a minute and just recognize the elephant in the room that Andrew, your Baisley hate is just probably going to split this podcast in half. What do you mean? What do you mean? It just is. You just tried to you just tried to frame it. Like if Baisley put up numbers, that it's probably fake good guy numbers. No, 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 no. Oh, good yeah. catch, oh, Jay. oh. So here's my thing. <laughs> Baisley, Baisley produced on a really good team. Like I think Baisley's a legit guy. I think yeah. if you see things from him this year, he's, I think it's all about the evaluation, sure. right? Like how are you evaluating these guys? Are you evaluating based on statistics? Statistics, whatever word that is, or are you evaluating them based on what you see? Andrew, them develop it and so basically yeah. all of a sudden can develop to where he's guarding guarding the perimeter i mean yeah uh, i get it i get it like he's i i think he's got a ton of potential i think he's i think he's going to be probably the second best player on the team by year's end i really do believe that i think he's going to be probably a supercharged lamar odom <laughs> he could i mean <laughs> i would trust me i would love for that to actually be true i just think that I mean, you go back and look at those Sixers teams and you have to pump the brakes on like everybody. (laughs) You know, you look at their stats, you have to pump the brakes on literally every single player that played for the Sixers during the process era. Now, this is different because I think these guys are higher profile players than than a lot of those guys. (laughs) But I mean, Vay's only averaged like six points in the bubble. Like he was he was good. I I know he was good, but he still only averaged six Should points have per more. game. Should have played more. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. If you it's Billy's fault. If you bump those numbers up from 18 minutes per game to 28 minutes per game, the like the production's going to be there. I mean, per 36 in the bubble, he's 13 points, 13 boards, almost a block, almost two assists. 
You know, I like we, that's that's probably what we're looking at. I don't know if he'll, I mean, if he averages 13 and 13, like yeah. that's that's impressive. I don't know if he can get up to 13 boards, but if he averaged 13 points and 11 rebounds a game, I mean, that wouldn't shock me. He is a really good rebounder, though. He's I a mean, really yes, he's a very good rebounder. He's, he's very agile. I got think a, he could average double digit rebounds. He could. He's got a nose for the ball. Oh, he well, has, I he think, knows how to sniff it out. <laughs> I think that with Baisley, you really are going to have to evaluate him on other things. Like, what are the things you want to see with Baisley? I think you've nailed it. How does he do when he attacks the rim? Nailed Can it. he finish at the rim? I think the other part of it is whether or not he does defend on a higher level on the perimeter. He already is a pretty a pretty good defender. You can see a lot of those things. I think the comp that makes sense for me, I don't know. Is anybody there? Taylor, are you there? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Andrew went away. Andrew's, uh, Andrew's so, got so mad about talking about Baisley, he stormed out. I know, he just had to storm out. Got to take a breather. But but one of the easiest ways to do this is look at, like, so who was the worst team in the NBA last year? Do you remember record-wise who was the worst team in the NBA? Golden State, wasn't it? Golden State. So going through, based on games played, the highest team averages per game based on games played. Eric Pascal scored 14 a game. Marquise Chris played 59 games and yeah. scored nine points a game. Whoa. Marquise Chris scored nine points a game for that Warriors team. Jordan Poole was the, the one that had eight. Point eight points. Damian Lee scored twelve points a game. <laughs> Damian Lee, who are these people? Glenn that's Robinson Junior. scored thirteen points. Or it's like so that's, that's the point. It's like the Warriors were a historically terrible team last year. Yeah, and people had to score at the same time as you still had. I mean, Alec Burks wasn't there for very long. He only played in forty eight games. And he averaged 16 points a game. Well, remember Pascal. <laughs> 16. 16 is crazy. Remember yeah. at the start, the first yeah. half of the season, Pascal was like, oh, wow, they've they've really found themselves someone. Yeah, I think he He's might. He's unstoppable. He might be your classic rookie or Warriors rookie that looks great in year one and then just falls off the map. He might be Pat McCaw. He might be Jordan yeah, Bell. Yeah. You know, every year they have these guys that are like, can you believe Jordan Bell went in the second round? Look what he's doing for the Warriors. And now guy is out of the league. God, as so many people, that reminded me, Jordan Bell was talked about so much. I know. On podcasts, oh. written about all the time. I know. Is he, is this the secret guy? Is he, is he going to oh, unlock for Nico a Manion super depth lineup? It's, uh, it's not fair. The <laughs> wealth of time. Like the Warriors have Jordan Bell in the second round. He's not even in the league. He's out. Pat McCall. Well, they're saying the same thing about Nico Mannion. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Warriors yeah, got yeah. Nico Mannion. It's like Nico was like the top one of the top 10 players out of high school. Yeah. And was so eh, at Arizona that he was drafted in the second round. He's an instant. He's a social media. Although I think boy. I think oh, yeah. McKelly likes Nico, I think. He can shoot it. He can pass it. He likes him because he's got an Italian name. Good for him. Yeah. Nico Mannion. It's a good name. Man. There's actually preseason games tonight. Is that correct? Yawn. <laughs> um, I believe so. Yes. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a fun season. 
It is not. Not the Thunder. Not the Thunder. <laughs> the NBA season, I think. Yeah, the fun. NBA. I'm going to be watching so many other yeah, teams yeah. play. I, when I said year. that, I didn't mean the Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> I meant the NBA as a whole. We'll Tonight on NBA TV, you've got Houston versus Chicago at 7 p.m. Ooh. Billy oh, that's a hot ticket. John Wall. At 9.30 on ESPN, you've got the Sacramento Kings versus the Portland Trailblazers. Oh. Ooh. Classic. No, I don't know what to say. <laughs> All you said for the first game was John Wall. <laughs> John Wall. Did you guys cousins. see? I sent you all a video of him like saying, hey, Houston, what's up? So I'm ready to play whatever Rockets, blah, blah, blah. I sent that video because he looked so bloated and unhealthy in it. I was like, what is about to happen oh, this year? John, Johnny. I mean, there's Johnny. A reason, there's a reason. There's a reason why they traded him. <laughs> no, man. Him and Russ, it's like the same. They just traded the same players. <laughs> yeah. Dude. It's crazy. Like they're that was sarcasm, ability. by the way, before I get just blasted. <laughs> <laughs> but people. think of even like their approach because their athletic ability is and their talent is kind of the same or was, no, it, was kind of the same. But their approach to the yeah. game and work is it could not be more opposite. Exactly. Yeah. He got paid. John Wall got paid and then he showed up fat. Yeah. I do the same thing. Can you same. can you imagine Russell ever showing never, up fat? Never. He will never. You can say all you want about Russell, and I've said a lot myself. But Russ will show up ready. He will not show up fat. That's he one won't. thing you can say. That's if I got paid like you know a hundred million dollars, I'd show up fat <laughs> <laughs> to most places. Oh, it's time for my online deep dive. I got a message from uh, a listener. Austin Cowley, who uh, sent me something. This is going really well. I wasn't ready. You just started playing the thing. This sounds like what I was talking to you all about before. This is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Moroku Aoki phenomenon. Are you familiar with what that is? <laughs> no. No. Hell no. How could we be? It relates. Moroki Hifaimanon. <laughs> I, I couldn't repeat what you just said if you paid me a million dollars. It is having to poop in bookstores. The Ooh. phenomenon of having to oh, poop in bookstores. Wow. Oh, part two. And it is being, it is the phenomenon of being in a bookstore for a long period of time or smelling the scent of new books for a long period of time, setting off a series of symptoms making you have to poop. It's why me and Taylor have to poop it's in Barnes a thing, and Noble. Huh? It is. Um, symptoms can develop in so, several situations regardless of the type of book. And uh, it notes the phenomenon can be more readily conduced when you're already feeling a bit constipated or the morning after having a nightcap. Uh Regardless of the type of book, yeah, it doesn't matter the type of book. Whoa. If you smell a new book, nonfiction, fiction, <laughs> no, just like they mentioned those, but um, then people that experience the phenomenon they it's share not the about same the type of place. book. In case you're wondering, stay away from the nature books. <laughs> I'm just that's what they say. But they, everyone that has this experience has the same complaint: a sudden awareness of an unbearable defecation urge. Yeah. 
so that's my online deep dive. Thank that's your online deep dive. Um, what's it called? It is called the Maoki. Oh, sorry. Let me see. It is the Mariko Aoki phenomenon. Is that a person that it happened to like it's, all the time? It's the first. It's the first person that came out and talked about it. She owned it, a bookstore. Uh, <laughs> it's a woman who. It's it's based on its name derives from the name of a woman who mentioned the phenomenon in a magazine article in 1985. Whoa! Oh, hello. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Paul George again this week, I guess, because he keeps on talking oh, and things keep on gosh. happening. And I just think it's so fascinating. Paul, Paul, I'll mention this before I said this to the other group text, but he was talking about how he's with his trainer now from his oh, MVP man. season. And I literally was like, wait, he didn't win an MVP. I had to Google it to make sure I was right. I guess he's referring to the season that he got third in MVP voting. Third in the MVP voting. And that, to Paul George, is his MVP season. That's his MVP season. <laughs> you know what, Joe Kim Noah also refers to his MVP season when he got fifth yeah. in voting. And he's like, my MVP season. That's I love that the internet just blew up whenever they saw it. Like, excuse me? What your what your MVP season? <laughs> okay, but also uh, he signed a max extension for five years with the Clippers. Yeah, baby. As as if he plans on being there for <laughs> five yes. years. Clipper for life, baby. Oh man! But it's like it. I, I Insert just, Carl Winslow gif. Exactly. <laughs> but it's just now. Uh, I was going to ask you guys about your what your feelings on the player empowerment movement are at uh -huh. this point because now it's just basically oh. I'll just say I'll sign with this team to get the maximum amount of money I can right now today. Mm -hmm. And then I'll just get traded later. I don't actually have to stay here for five years. Yeah. So but the intention is just it's not there at all. It could go the other way, though, too. When you talk about player empowerment, it could go the direction of Blake Griffin. The Clippers have shown the the capacity to do that where it's like, yeah, great. I mean, they what they did for Blake was kind of crazy. They put his face on like this yeah. big wall with like Nelson Mandela and like all these other heroes <laughs> and thought like made him feel like he's like the guy to trade him just months later. So to the, the Pistons, yeah, to the Pistons, to just this yeah. trash franchise. And so it could go the complete other direction without Paul's consent. Now Paul could say, Hey, get me out of here. Yes. But the teams also have the right to say, we're going to send you, wherever we want and we're going to do whatever we whatever's best for the clippers and so that's why it's like for me is if i was in the nba and i was making the money that a guy like paul george is and he may have done this i don't know the details of the contract but i feel like it'd be more important for me to have uh, a trade some sort of trade where i have to approve like because there are no i can't clause. remember what it's called yeah, no trade clause. Yeah. So I have to approve where I'm trading. I would rather have that than longevity of years or a high level of, of money yeah. per year. I'd prefer uh, money. I, I want but you know what I'm money. saying? Like if the difference is like, hey, I'll take 40 million or 45 million versus mm -hmm. 40, mm -hmm. but I'll take a no trade clause at 40. Because you're Clippers, right. Like, I think the Clippers would say, no way, bro. But you could absolutely see Paul George. Like this is, I would die laughing 
Paul George <laughs> traded for James Harden halfway through the season. <laughs> I would die. I would die. Well, he can't be traded this season. But okay. you know what I'm saying? Laughing? Like something That's like that season. where they're like, hey, guess what? You're going to go be the face of the Houston Rockets as they plummet into oblivion. Right. Yeah, I know. Well, and what for the Clippers, it's a great deal for them because it allows them to be able to do that a year from now. Where yep. if things, let's say this season goes poorly, they lose in round one and it just expl- just implodes and it's just horrible. Next summer, they can trade him, and he's got a ton of value on that contract now because you know you have him long-term. Right now, part of the reason why the Rockets are having trouble trading James Harden is because he only has two years left, and teams are not wanting to give a ton of assets for a guy that's not going to be there long-term. Now, Paul George is going to be wherever long-term. I mean, long-term for Paul George is like six months, but yeah. um, he's going to he's at least has a long-term contract, so you at least have the value that's there. So I think it's a good deal for both parties. As far as player empowerment goes, I mean, the the Paul George thing doesn't bother me at all. I actually think it's a great thing for the league. The, the thing that bothers me is James Harden. Yeah. That's where the player empowerment has gone the complete wrong direction mm-hmm. because they should have fined him by now mm-hmm. for... Breach of contract? I mean, for going to clubs when they just finished a document and sent it to everybody that says, hey... Don't go to clubs. Why hasn't the NBA find him though? Because they're pansies. He's too empowered. He's become well, the thing that they're afraid to ups- possibly imagine. <laughs> they're they're afraid to upset him. But the well, NBA the is sucks. afraid to upset. Yes. When do you see Adam Silver find anybody? He just they, find uh, they Kyrie just, Irving. They just find Kyrie because everybody complained about it. Everybody complained about it. You know what they find him? They find him $25,000, which would be like the athletic finding me a dime and just saying, hey, Andrew, we don't like what you've been doing. We're deducting 10 cents from your salary. Be like, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Did you, the hard part, and I think Houston even asked for like the NBA to step in for discipline reasons because a franchise that, that levels a fine upon their own players. Apparently that's like a long-term stain on the organization. I guess, but I don't know that anybody would blame them for finding. James no, I'd Harden find him half a million done. dollars. Like it, this is insane. What yeah, he is doing. This yeah. is like, the, this player empowerment is, has been crazy. It only, well, and that's how many, Zach how many Lowe, players do you think it applies to that we're talking about? Like it only applies to the top like 10, 10. Yeah. yeah top yeah. 10, top 15 players. Yeah. If you're including Paul George in the conversation, top 15, right? Top 20. Yeah, I, man, that's that's the one where it's gone, it's crossed the line, and it's awkward for everybody. We're in the, if this were just a normal year and he was doing that, I'd be like, yeah, okay, like, he's just being a butthead. This is, we're in the middle of a pandemic that's getting worse every day in the United yeah. States. And he is just flipping the bird to them and going to clubs, no masks seen anywhere. It's a, I mean, it is a bad look beyond just like being an an empowered superstar did you see what uh and this is this is more specific with james harden than just the player empowerment movement because in houston did you see what tim mcmahon said yesterday he said he spoke with a rocket spokesperson and Uh they're finally talking rockets people are yeah and he said yeah i mean we expected him to kind of throw a little fit when we said no because he's never heard no from us the whole time he's been here yeah 
And it's like, okay, you've you have created this monster. Yeah. I mean, Maury created this monster. Maury, right? Yes. The the past leadership created this monster, and then but they knew where this was heading, though. <clears throat> it's not just that they said no, yeah. it's that he wants out. He wants like get me out of here. And they say no. Yeah. And then he's I mean, it's it's not gonna get any better until he's gone, and then it's still not gonna get any better for Houston. Houston we have Houston, a problem. Houston, we have a problem. And Houston really could be the Knicks of the South. Like, no no joke. And it's because of ownership. That's why the Knicks have Ooh. sucked for so long. And this is why Houston may be just the dumpster fire of the NBA for a long time. It's because the who they decided to sell the team to. And uh, Mina Kimes was talking about this on Levitard yesterday because um, she used to be a sports business reporter. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how Tillman Fertitta, the league knew he was basically cash poor when they let him buy the team. And so now you can't have an owner that cannot withstand a down year or two yeah. down years or three down years because it's a long term investment. Yeah. You've got to have owners that can just lose tens of millions of dollars when you're knowing in the long run they'll, they'll make money. Yeah. But Tillman Fertitta was not in position to handle that at all. Yep. And now look. And that's why they're going to be bad because they're going to do they're going to cycle like the Knicks have where yeah. it's okay we're finally going to do it right don't worry we're going to tank and we're going to get these players and we're going to build the right direction you do that for a year and a half and they say you know what we can't handle this anymore we need to go get free agents yeah. Julius Randle and you know whoever else like just just go get them you sign them you're still just as terrible as you were and now you're paying way more money. And you're instead of getting the third pick, you're getting the twelfth pick. And you're trying to get the eight. You're just trying to get to the playoffs. Yeah, and you're trying to get to the playoffs. You need that money that year. Yep, and you're perpetually picking at eight. Yeah. Here's the thing: just get ready for hilarious videos of Harden's defense. Oh, he's, I mean, so he's true. not going to give Dude. a crap, oh, wow. and it's just going to be him just like standing around, just like <laughs> just hardly trying. He's just going to go get his. On offense, poor John Wall. What is going to happen with them? They're going to be. They're going to suck, man. They're not going to be good. <laughs> that team, that roster, is not good. No, it's really not. They traded Robert Covington. Like they're not going to win. PJ Tucker's pissed. PJ, you think PJ? I mean, PJ Tucker is going to get traded too at some point. You got something. PJ Tucker is here to talk about PJ Tucker. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. Hey guys, let's take a break. Let's take a break. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it was time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. 
LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back from the break. Can I say one final thing about the hardened trade? I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. We've had an entire break. It's 30 minutes later. Yes. Does it make you feel (laughs) this is is an eight years worth of me like waiting for some sort of like (laughs) the thunder made the right decision trading James Harden. No. It's like this is, this is who Sam knew he was, right? Like, Wrong. is there anything in the back of your mind that's like, yeah, Sam knew that this was eventually going to be what was going to happen? It's Absolutely. like, it's been eight years, but at least in my mind, it makes me feel slightly better about that. Write the story, Jay. Write the story. Write the story, Jay. Absolutely not, Jay. No. <laughs> I felt zero better about it. None better. All right. Our first Twitter question comes from at grooms underscore jab. Who wants to know, are we going to get Andrew's preseason guy rankings of Thunder players? He's curious to know the players he thinks will turn into guys this season. So, from dudes to guys. Okay. Who makes the who makes the jump? I'm going to ask you some questions. You can tell me dudes or guys. Okay. Ty Jerome. He's a dude. dude. No chance of becoming a guy. He, I mean, he's got some some slight guy potential. He's definitely a dude. He could Frank be like a Jackson guy. Frank Jackson is not a guy. No, possibly not a dude. What about his hair, though? <laughs> well, he, you saw he got braids, right? Oh, no, I didn't see those. Yeah. Downgraded right. from dude to man. <laughs> Let's go. Um, man hey, is oh. two step, two rugs down from guy. It goes, man, dude, guy. That's right. That's so, Teo Maladon. He's totally a guy. Yeah, he's a guy. Justin Jackson. He's a dude. Total dude. TJ Leaf. What are we talking about anymore? He's a dude. That's a man. No, no. TJ Leaf. No, he's. A, I think he's a dude. I think he's slightly below a guy. Where he's gonna do some. <laughs> he's gonna do some things where people will tweet at me and say, "Is TJ Leaf a guy?" And I will say, "No, he's a dude." Okay. So I've run out of players that I want to talk about. Um, I mean, you're going to, I know what you're going to say, but Poku. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy already, but he's, he's got some, he's got some, he's got a long runway to be a guy. I'll say that. Wait, what? He's a guy already, but he's got a long runway to be. A yeah. Guy. Yeah. To reach that potential before I just to reach de- ultimate guy potential. Yeah. To reach ultimate guy potential where I just declare that he's a dude. I, I think he's already a guy. I think he'll be a guy. He's got. You just confused your own language. Yeah. What? You just said it'll be a, there'll be a, a while before you can claim him as a dude. Would that be a negative thing or a yeah, positive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before he downgrade him to a dude. 
Oh, okay. Oh, he okay. has like a lot of runway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. He's the youngest player in the league. I think he comes in with stamped as a guy. He's got like guy potential. If he's bad all year, I'm still going to say he's a guy. Would you say he's pre he's pre guy qualified? Yeah, pre guy qualified. He's a yeah. the, he's a theoretical guy. Yeah. Okay. Theoretical yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy. Okay. For sure. That's all I want to talk about with those people. Darius Miller? Oh, you no, why, he's 40 years old. He's literally a man. <laughs> I, he, nobody cares about Darius to, Miller. He needs to join the. Uh, he needs to join the Rockets, though. We need to find a way to get him to the Rockets. So yeah, we can, sure. We can just. I think they're just trying to reform that Kentucky team <laughs> with John Wall and Boogie and Darius Miller. Who else is on that team? Oh, can we get Eric Bledsoe to the Rockets somehow? Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> sure they would take him. Hey, yeah. why does Harden want to? Why is the Bucks on his list? Because they're good. They hate each other. It's a hilarious... Yeah, their feud, looking back at it, is so funny. It's like... It's a real feud. It's not one of those weird, like, they just get into it on the court. Yeah. It's funny. Because I think Giannis takes it very seriously. I don't think Harden really cares that much. Their approach is very different. Yeah. I think... I'm just so glad that I got to see that gif of... uh Giannis throwing the ball at Harden's head <laughs> numerous times. I think Giannis actually very seriously dislikes James Harden. Remember at the after the All-Star game, they were asking about like what they were doing down the stretch. He said, well, we were just giving the ball to whoever Harden was guarding. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, the Bucks, the pathway to the Bucks trading for James, it would just be... It would be that Tillman says, "Hey, we still we need to be good after this Harden trade, and you trade for Middleton and whatever else." Hey guys, we're basically already talking about it. It's our next Twitter question from Dan Mayan, who wants to know where do you think Harden goes? Gosh, I still think that I still think ultimately he's going to go to Brooklyn. You think so? I I think so. I saw a report. They said the Rockets will not trade Harden unless they're getting back Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. Yeah, you have to say that kind of crap, though. You know what's hilarious? What if they traded Kyrie? It would be for James. Harden? It would be it would be best case scenario for the whole world. <laughs> is what it would be. You get Kyrie just getting dumped on. It's so like the whole Kyrie stuff is so funny. When he sent that email, it's like I'm not gonna show up. Here's my statement, <laughs> dude. It's it's in your job description to show up and talk. No, I sent an email. It's professional. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just unbelievable. Uh, I still think it's gonna be Brooklyn. I still think it's gonna be the Karis LeVert, Dinwiddie, Jared Allen. Yeah bunch of draft picks i still think that's ultimately what will happen because i just i I don't know that the sixers are going to give up ben simmons and i don't know what miami is willing to give up to get james harden i mean if i'm miami i'm not trading for james harden (laughs) no because they're you're gonna have to trade like tyler hero you're gonna have to yes for sure it has to be tyler hero and if you're the rockets is that enough you're gonna get these heat picks that are probably not going to be any good I mean, it might be Tyler Hero. I mean, I don't know if that's enough. Something like that, though, might be better for actually starting to rebuild a team for the future than these other trades that bring back players that are 30. I don't know if you kick the can down the road far enough with the Nets and say, don't give us picks in the next four years. Like, Give us 
it's many, just what Sam did with the Rockets and, and with the Clippers. Then you give yourself some wiggle room for those picks to actually be good. Because you have to remember how old like Durant in five years, if you can get them past like five years from now, or at least four years from now. In four years, like what is Kevin Durant in the NBA? In four years, what is James Harden in the NBA? This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And we don't even really know what Kevin Durant's going to be oh. now because, I mean, he's coming back from an Achilles tear. Yeah, exactly. Coming off an Achilles tear in four years, what will Kevin Durant be? I think most people are assuming he'll be relatively close to what he was. Yeah, It's funny. Like, we give some people the benefit of the doubt on stuff like that. And then, then some people, it's like, he'll never be the same. It's like, uh, you know, like Kevin Durant, like from what I'm seeing, he hasn't lost a step. And then it's like Wesley Matthews was never the same. Never the same. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. the same. The athleticism is obviously a little bit different, but for Katie, I don't know. I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not excited or anxious or anything, but I just am intrigued. There we go. That's the word yeah. I'm looking for to see what Kevin Durant looks like coming back this season. The good thing about Kevin, though, is that even if you only get like 80% of Kevin, that's still probably the eighth best player in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the difference with he and Wes Matthews. Like Wes Matthews is like, like the 90th best player in the NBA at his peak. Right. And then whenever he had his Achilles tear, now he's like the 250th best player right. in the league. You know, that's, I mean, that's what happened with Cameron Payne too. And he was in with the thunder is that he got hurt and he was already kind of a fringe NBA player and he gets hurt and then you're just done. I mean, if you lose just half a step and you're a guy that's like barely hanging on, you're just toast. Yeah. Toast and eggs. Toast and eggs. <coughs> hey, guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Jest on a quest who wants to know the top five power rankings of known losers in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, TJ Warren, this is your thing. TJ Warren is T, did TJ Warren not play himself out of the known loser category? What did he win? <laughs> bubble, bubble MVP. Yeah, he won fifty points. <laughs> he won fifty points. He won fifty points. Yeah, great job. Cool. So what's funny about the known losers? It's really like follow them back to what franchise they were with. Yeah. Were you with the Suns in the two thousand tens? Probably in the known loser category. Uh -huh. Were you in the Kings at any point from 2000 until 2020? Yeah. In the known loser franchise. Yeah. Like, so here, is this, is it, I wouldn't, I don't know if I should say this. Say, uh, say DeMarcus sorry. Cousins. Oh, is DeMarcus Cousins a known loser? Has he won anything? Has he won a series? By himself? No. That doesn't matter. He is a loser. 
You're putting him, DeMarcus Cousins, as a known loser? What do I know him for? Losing. <laughs> Julius Randle. Oh, yeah. Julius Randle, Alfred Payton, both known, known losers. losers. Yeah, they're on the list, both yeah. of them. Losers. <laughs> on the list, both of them. <laughs> Nick Batum. No, no, no. You can't put him as a known loser. Loser. No, no. He's a total loser. No, he's not. <laughs> the dude just racked up like $120 million losing. After winning. After winning what? He was very win- winning in his first first. You know what? Career. I think what happened was that we saw his true colors in Charlotte. Oh, you are you're trapped. You're he's, trapped. You know what? Here, here, are you ready for me to throw another one that's uh-huh. maybe controversial? Yeah. If LeBron James didn't go back to Cleveland, Kyrie Irving would be a known loser. Oh yeah, but he did hit a shot to win a championship. He did. So he did. He did. Winner. So winner. Known winner. He's a known, known winner. winner. Um, let's see. Let me give you one more known loser. Give me one more. Let's and then we'll this. go on. Let's see. Oh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Oh man, that's loser. So that can't even. <laughs> that he one is, doesn't even pack. Give me one that packs a punch. Michael Kidd Gilchrist. What a loser. <laughs> I feel like known loser has to be a guy that puts up, like, that plays like make basketball. you think he's a good player. He was the number two pick in the draft. What a loser. Like 10 years ago now. No. Give us something spicy. But you know what I'm saying? Like, doesn't, doesn't that feel right? Like, known loser is somebody that puts up fake oh, stats. Okay, 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 okay. Andre Drummond. Yeah, no loser. loser. I got one for you. Okay. DeMar DeRozan. No, no. Loser. No. I don't think no. so. Doesn't count. I hate tomorrow. What about... Uh, him. He's a winner. What, he about Paul, what about Paul George? Paul George? You it's hard to say, say he's a known loser. I don't know that PG is a known loser. What about he's a Zach winner, Levine? He's not alone. <laughs> no, no loser. <laughs> what do you say, Jay? Zach no Levine can change his identity as a known loser. I actually like Zach Levine. What? I know, but he everywhere he's gone, they've been bad. He puts up incredible statistics for really bad teams. Here's my thing. I don't think that's his fault. Listen, I oh, actually, okay, but it's everybody. Do. Get out of here. Get, get. get. <laughs> I don't think that's his fault, Jay. I'm sticking up for Zach Levine as well. But I, <laughs> I, I think wanna, he's good, but like win, you got to win. You eventually got to win. I do want to hear Andrew's top five known wieners. <laughs> <laughs> Playoff P is at the top. <laughs> Way off P is at the top. He's known. <laughs> a known wiener. Who else is known? Let's do that next week. Can you do a, a top five known wieners? I don't. I've been say, talking about so many things. I don't know what I'm saying this whole, this whole show. Oh, Lord. Oh, man. All right. Let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Taylor Lynch one two. Who wants to know who is more likely to somehow end up in the play-in game, the Lakers or the Thunder? What does that mean? I don't, what does like that so, mean? the Lake. Which which is more likely, the Lakers plummet oh. or the Thunder accidentally get the it's, ten seed? It's the the Thunder act. The Thunder accidentally get the ten seed. Yeah, right. Lakers are getting the back to back this year. Lakers are gonna be so good. They have depth. 
you know, they we talked about, oh, they just need a, a ball handler that can score. Great. They got Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> He's very good. They got Montrezl Harrell, who as much as everybody thinks that he is just a garbage basketball player, the dude won six man of the year last year. He carried the Sixers during the regular or the the Clippers, Clippers. during the regular season. He's he's very good, and he they may have to pull him in the playoffs in certain matchups. That's fine, but he's still going to help them a ton. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's a there's a way that the Thunder Shea is very good. Baisley and Dort end up you know taking a leap. Al Horford is 20 and 10, and it's like, wow, the Thunder are the 10th best team in the league. I will be so angry. Yeah, yeah. I can start to. Uh, so will Sam. <laughs> our number yeah. one, our number one fear is that Horford and Shea have this insane chemistry. <laughs> That's my number one fear. <laughs> I'm. I can't sleep. I can't sleep. They're too good together. <laughs> too good. Too good. I start to thinking about it. And my hands start sweating. I know. Too good to tank is is definitely the uh, that's the fear. I don't think they will be because when you sit down and look at the roster and you realize that they're going to struggle to score ninety five points every night, then you start to feel a little bit better. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next Twitter question. It comes from at Curran Mirigan, who wants to know: Do we have any fantasy basketball sleepers? Who's breaking out this season? Known sleepers. Known Jeremy sleepers. Lamb. Jeremy Lamb. <laughs> sleeping for years. You know who is like a getting lots of buzz as a sleeper? And I think Alex mentioned this on Wednesday is Darius Baisley. The dude is getting some serious buzz as a fantasy sleeper. You putting up some stats. So these are guys that are going late rounds. That can that can help you. Uh, Seth Curry, I think, is a guy that's a fantasy sleeper. I think that he is going to get a ton of shots for the Sixers, and he's going to play a lot. And he's going to make tons of threes, and he's going to help you with your percentages. Oh, his percentage is better than Steph. Is he going to be a stat? Yeah. Is he going to be a stat stuffer? All no. the all no, stats. he's going to get all you threes in percentage. If you want three, if you want threes. He's not a he's not a multiple cats man. I want a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm after them multiple cats. <laughs> Multi cats. We talked about Denny from the Wizards. I think Denny's gonna play. I think he's sleeping though. Um, <laughs> I think Denny's gonna play. I think he's sleeping though. Lonnie Walker for the Spurs. Interesting. Okay. Cut his hair. I think yeah. it's a reverse Samson situation. Yeah. I think he's gained his powers. So I think <laughs> I think that he is a guy that you should definitely look to draft as you're like not don't draft him in like your first five picks. Draft him as your like last pick in the draft. Do y'all still do fantasy basketball? Yes, we do. We've been doing it for like 13 years. It's true. I got the third pick in the draft. I think I have the fifth or sixth. Yeah. Taylor, are you still in that league? He's not. No, no, I am. Ever not. since you came in and couldn't just stand the heat, couldn't stand the pain everywhere. And everyone's listening to Andrew's uh, suggestion for sleepers. Andrew, notoriously bad at fantasy basketball. <laughs> I have been notoriously bad at updating my lineups and paying any attention to it whatsoever. Known in the past three years, loser. No, known loser. I have been a known. Like, there's no doubt. A known loser. I have been a known loser the last three years. There's no doubt. But I'm coming back with he's a rising. vengeance. He's like a phoenix rising from the ashes. That's right. He's gonna drop at three. I can't tell you, Jay, because that will give it away. Three is like the three. Number one is the worst position to be at because it's so stressful. Yeah, yeah. Three. Then, I'm just. I'm just hoping that 
somebody in the James Harden, Anthony Davis, Luka Doncic. Dude, three is the LeBron spot, though. I don't know about this year, man. Because people won't take LeBron because they think, oh, he's going to rest too many games. But he's going to fall to you at three. And then he's going to always do better than what you talk yourself out of. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. He L Man might have a chance to get Bronny though. <laughs> Bronny Jr.? Don't mind if I do. <laughs> it's a keepers league. <laughs> oh. Uh hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from Matt Destin Cooper, who wants to know what's your favorite hot sauce? Louisiana. Really? Uh I'm really into Frank's red hot right now, too. Yeah. I have a rotation. Jay, are you hot sauce, Matt? I'm a hot sauce man. I like the, uh, like a good, so here's the deal. A Louisiana hot sauce with fried chicken might be in the running for a perfect combination. Yeah. Um, It's too hot though. Is it too hot? No, no. It's, there's kind of a sweet, like caramelly thing with Louisiana hot sauce. It's very good. It just depends. Also, I think this is, I don't remember who was, I think this was Alex and maybe Joey Morris mentioned this, Mm -hmm. but secret aardvark. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic hot sauce. Yeah, It's very good. It's very hot. hot. It's very hot. hot. It's, it's at another level than like Tabasco or Cholula. Oh yeah. It's hotter than, I do like a good Cholula too, but yeah, that secret aardvark stuff is spicy. Yeah. But it has got a fantastic flavor. It's a great flavor. I ordered it online. It's yeah. actually made in Portland. Is that right? Mm-hmm. You uh, can, you, if you go to the press, you can get it at the press. They have it there. I'll do it. Put on my eggs. Um, so Tabasco. <laughs> Put on my eggs. <laughs> Tabasco is the worst hot sauce ever. It's not. It's not great. It's not good. It does it's not have okay. flavor. What is the flavor of Tabasco? Hot. It's not umami. There's no umami flavor. Crystal mm. hot sauce. Jay, have you done crystal? I haven't. Um, sorry, my baby's alarm is going off. <laughs> uh, what about sriracha? Y'all like sriracha? Oh yeah, sir- yeah it's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. It it's not good on everything, but it's good. I think it's. You know what is good on everything? Cholula. Cholula is good. good on pizza. I put Cholula on just. Yeah, Cholula is yeah. really good. Everything. Louisiana is very good too. Louisiana and Fr- uh, Frank's Red Hot. If you haven't done it in a minute, go back to yeah, it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's really good. You. It looks like it shouldn't be a, a legitimate. One, you know, it looks like when you shouldn't but, take that seriously. But I mean, if you go to Aishans and they have just packets of Louisiana hot sauce yeah. and yes. their fried chicken, dude, that's it. I'm not I kidding. The, it's I have top three to today. bread, pickles, onions. Top make that three like flavor combinations is, is Louisiana hot sauce and fried chicken, dude. It's so good. I agree. I might have to go. Oh, it sounds so good. I want it now. I want it I right know, now. I want it right now. Seven forty-six right now. Would you? I can't go to Aishans. It's really far away. I wish we had a bucket of Louisiana hot sauce, and then we also had a bucket of fried chicken. You just dip and it. All of us oh. could just dip. Don't so dip. we all hot saucemen. Yeah, Luke is not. I'm not real. I I, I would like to be, but I, it's too hot. <laughs> uh, Luke, known wiener. Yeah, you it's don't you don't want to try the secret art. Known wiener list has two now. It's too hot. All George, <laughs> L man. It's too hot. It's too hot. I get sweaty. <laughs> get sweaty. Is, too it's, sweaty. It's too sweaty. It's too sweaty. I get too sweaty. Like so I, when you go to like a when you get a buffalo wing, what do you get? Do you just get like a barbecue sauce? Uh, when I get a he buffalo, gets maple syrup on it. Here's the thing: I, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't like, I don't get wings that often. 
And I, if I do, that's not what he asked you. He didn't ask you how often you get them. He says, what do you do? I don't, I don't like if I'm at, like, if I'm at Buffalo Wild Wings, where yeah. am I on the scale? I'm at the, I'm at the non-spicy side. You're at of the, the wiener scale. scale. I'm at the wiener scale. <laughs> You're going gu- uh, parmesan going, garlic, which is good. I'm going teriyaki. Yeah. I'm going, <laughs> I'm good. going, I'm They're going, good. I'm going medium. I'm going, I, I, I can't, I can't do, I get too sweaty. Yeah. But you do like the flavor, at least of the buffalo sauce a little bit. Yeah. This, yeah. 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 Like a, a mild buffalo sauce. I like salad. it. I like it. I like it. But I just get too, I, I do get too sweaty. Yeah. All right. Do you feel like we're kind of like backing? Yeah. Into you're corner? ganging up on me. <laughs> I feel like we're on the back of the school bus. You're ganging up on me because I don't like it spicy. Like, Luke doesn't like hot sauce. Like, I like it. I like it. I like it. Why can I just sweat too much? This is how Paul George problem. feels at the all-star game. <laughs> mom said I sweat. I, it's, mom said it's okay. I just sweat too much. I mean, I'm just saying like if I don't I just I'll go. I, no. <laughs> All right. Next question. It's okay. It's okay. Our next question. Uh, okay. Our next Twitter question comes from at only the earth who has a question that says, let's say Oklahoma city ends up with a number three pick and something between nine and 12 in the 2021 draft. Uh-huh. Would you package those for Cade? I don't, or would you use both picks? Here's the thing. I just don't think that's going to be an option. Mm-hmm. I think whoever gets the number one pick, if Cade proves to be the number one pick, they're not. That pick is not being traded. I don't. I don't know where this came from. That people think like, oh, great. Like Zion Williamson was not on the table for <laughs> anybody. LeBron James was not on the table for anybody to mm-hmm. get him. That trade. That pick is not going to be traded. So. You're just going to have to be content with like getting Evan. If you don't get the one pick, you're not getting Kate Cunningham. Exactly. Unless somebody passes him over the course of the year, which is possible. This class is very good. I don't know. Huh? I don't know if there's going to be an NCAA season from about (laughs) Christmas on, but. Yeah. I I just think Kate is just elevated. He's not doing it unless knock on wood. There's some sort of injury. Yeah. Um. He's just doing everything you want to see him do. I know. I'm just. I'm just saying that the outside chance. That the only other way you get him is the outside chance that somebody passes him, or yeah. there's a team that says we're already set up. Let's say the Kings get the number one pick. Like we're already set at point guard. We need. Yeah. We need Evan Mobley. <laughs> oh yeah. You would have to get fired up about the. That's that's the that's the game changers. If the Thunder get the second pick. And you can convince somebody that they'd rather have Mobley than Cade because yeah, you don't need a guard like the Cavs. Like you don't need a guard. You've got Darius Garland. You've got that other guy. <laughs> that I always forget. Who is yeah. it? It's a Colin. Sexton. Who's the guy I'm thinking of? Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton. Yeah. You don't need Cade. But the hard part, or the the good part, hard part about Cade. Cade is six eight. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's a six eight guard that can shoot, dribble, pass. Play defense, like you know, you don't. You, you don't he doesn't have to be your traditional point guard. Like right. play him at the two; it doesn't matter. Him and yeah. Shea together. <laughs> oh, mean, mama! Yeah, or if like Killian Hayes is like really good this year, and the Pistons are doesn't like, matter. You know Draft Cade Cunningham. We need a we need a center. We need a better center. Maybe, 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 maybe. You know, because Mobley, like, if you know, I, I know some of our fans are watching a lot of college basketball. Alex has been the one that has kind of been the most probably intrigued out of our text thread by Mobley. Mm-hmm. Um, the dude is probably, from what he does, the most unique big man I've ever seen play on the high school level and college level. Uh, 
he legit seven feet, yeah, long arms, and just can dribble, shoot, pass. It's it's nuts. Um, he's like a poor man's Poku. So if that gives you any kind of idea of what he's going to bring to the team, Poku I, I, could <laughs> I could definitely see somebody getting fired up about Mobley, and then Jalen Suggs is the other one that's really rising. Yeah, uh, but I don't think he. I he, could I could see a team with somebody if. if if there is like a tournament or something, Gonzaga is probably going to win it. If he goes and wins the NCAA tournament, and I know this has happened before and they haven't been number one, but I just wonder if there's just some like, man, I don't know. Like he's that dude is a winner and he's just yeah. a baller. Not a wiener. Not a wiener. Not a ballser. The good thing though, here's the deal is if the Thunder got two picks in the top 10, even if it wasn't number one, and if it was number four, or number nine. Yeah. I mean, that is like you struck gold. Yeah, definitely. Hey, guys, our next Twitter question comes from Dangelope, who wants to know, what are you most excited about what Disney announced at their investor conference? What happened? They announced a whole bunch of Marvel shows, a whole bunch of Star Wars shows. Okay. I'm excited for a whole bunch of Marvel shows and a whole bunch of Star Wars shows. Yeah, I mean, talk about them. I don't know what you're talking about. They they announced like 10... 10 new Marvel shows that are going to be on Disney Plus. Whoa. Are you Marvel head? Oh, f- oh my God. <laughs> if you've Jay, ever seen one. Jay, this is Jay. You answer and then I'll answer. So here's, here's a, a couple of thoughts about what happened yesterday. Number one is everybody's going really all in on streaming services. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think that people are underestimating the fact that, like, when people feel more comfortable going to movies, I would always rather go to a movie theater to watch a movie like you know, like earlier this week uh, hbo max bought all of warner brothers for like the next two years all of their movies i'd rather go to a movie theater every single day if i wasn't in a pandemic you know yeah so i'm feeling like hey let's let's not get crazy you just see a lot of, of movies though yeah, yeah you, i would huh? say you're, you're not the nor you're not the average you movie see a ton of citizen. movies yeah i do see a ton of movies but i don't know i just think the experience is so much better so here's the deal is disney plus is going to go Marvel's fine. I like Marvel, but the star Wars universe is what really fires me up. Obi-Wan. There's a whole Obi-Wan show that's coming out that Ewan McGregor is coming back as Obi-Wan. They're actually going to have Hayden Christensen come back as Darth Vader, which is pretty exciting. So that's kind of post revenge of the Sith. That one makes me probably the most excited. Really? Um, Really? I'm just fired up to be here today. That's your number one. Yeah, just because I think that they've done such a better job of kind of remaking, especially like following the Mandalorian. And it's John Favreau is a part of of all of this, who's the same guy that started Mandalorian. I just get excited about the fact that they could really Hayden Christensen was so bad in the prequels that I'm just hoping that they're able to take it and Somehow make it like he's good. <laughs> why why I'm saying like can kind of redeem the story. Good. He doesn't have to act much. He's in a costume. That's why I mean this is like that's a pretty low bar. This is this is turning into a uh, kind of like a, a Pacers preview show about T.J. Warren. <laughs> it's like he was so. What about you, L man? This is what I'm thinking because that Marvel has figured out that, or I'm sorry, Disney has figured out that if they they can throw a ton of money at these things and do them right, and a ton of people will watch them, which I think is the basically they've learned from the Mandalorian that. Uh, Mandalorian has, I think, made them more and more money than the last Star Wars movie. And so for the Star Wars, they're going all in on the streaming, I think. 
because they have they've announced way more shows than movies, but not with Marvel. They can do a lot better, smaller stories about characters that can't necessarily have their own uh, movie. Yeah, the Falcon and Winter Soldier and <laughs> yeah, Hawkeye, WandaVision and Hawkeye. It's smaller, smaller stories. I think the one that one that I'm most excited about is probably Moon Knight because. It's just a character that I think that would never be able to sustain his own movie that will be able to do well, you know, as a streaming show. And I think it's going to be very good. I'm very excited for that one specifically. But uh, I'm just excited for movies and all these streaming Marvel. I have a year without Marvel movies has been too much for me. Yeah, and then they've they announced at least the beginning of the the next Thor Love and Thunder. Christian Bale's gonna come and join uh as the villain Gore the God Butcher. Yes. Pretty awesome. I like Christian Bale. So that's it. That's it, Andrew. Sorry, man. We'll back away. I apologize. I didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can see if you could see how he's looking at us, Jay. You can't that's a lot of judgment. A lot of judgment. Is Shay too yoked? Let me see how yoked he is. Oh, Moving on I, to our next segment, is Shay too? No, he's not I think too he's fine. I think he's pretty. He's got broad shoulders. He can. That's just pre. That's just that's just how he comes in, you know. Also, dude, he does look thick though, man. Holy moly! Yeah. No, the contrast is turned way up on that photo. Just wa- watch the game tomorrow. He'll look different than that photo. It's kind of like when Jokic. Everybody thought Jokic was like super slim, and then yeah. showed him. He's like, oh yeah, he looks like Jokic. Jokic. Oh yeah, he looks exactly the same on TV. Jokic. Yolkich. Yolkich. What else you guys want to talk about? What's happening here? <laughs> oh man. I thought what were we were doing it. What other what questions you want to ask? We're driving the train, boy. Okay, I got one for you. I have a I have a Twitter question for me. Hold on. Let me let me get it for you. Let me fire it up. What are you guys doing? Nothing. You There's guys- one Twitter question that we saw that we liked. You guys have something planned. No. I'm, I'm horrified right now. Let me see. Oh, my gosh. Pokemon! Okay, 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 okay. I, Taylor sent it to me. I'm sorry that I not don't have this locked and loaded. Our next Twitter question comes from at Flubby Dagnuts, who wants to know our F. Mary Kill for Scrooge, the Grinch, <laughs> and Jack Skellington. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, this is obvious. F, Jack Skellington. Marry the Scrooge. Kill the Grinch. Kill the Grinch. Yeah. Uh, I actually I'm actually with you on that. I think that's a good one. It's a, it's obvious. It's it's a funny question, but it's a really obvious answer. Myth. 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 Myth and peeved. Hey guys, Myth, are you beefed? Jay? Jay? Man, I'm always so bad at this. I have such bad so memory. Thankful. As you all can tell from every trivia performance I've had. Um, <laughs> so I don't have anything I'm really miffed and peeved about at this current state. Other than like things where I'm not ever going to talk about on the podcast. I know. That's like the, the hard part about this segment is we can't talk about uh, probably the most realistic We can't things. get real. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or we like talk about someone and it's like, well, someone knows that person. We can't talk about this yeah. person. We should start just just going full rage on Miffed and Peeves. Just like ripping. <laughs> someone just comes in, it's like, ah, my freaking wife. <laughs> um, I'm miffed because I don't have running water in my house right now. Get a new countertops put in. Very excited about it. It's going to be great. Busted a pipe underneath my sink. Had to shut it all off. Got to get a plumber to come in. No water. It's not a great situation for me. As Dang, of today. J.R. Smith's got the pipe for you. <laughs> um, I'm miffed and I peeved. I'm not too miffed and I'm not too peeved. It's okay. Christmas. Guess what? It's Christmas. It is it's Christmas. Christmas. Does it feel like Is it hard to get into the Christmas spirit? Anybody else? I'm in. I'm in the You're Christmas spirit. I, I, I can't put up my tree because my kitchen is still getting done. Mm. But uh, and I said I'm not going to do my Christmas stuff until my kitchen's done. So basically, I'm just said I'm not going to do Christmas. But I'm in the spirit. Huh. Yeah, I'm and ready. How? Uh, what, what's your Christmas spirit like? 10 out of 10. Really? Full, fully in. For Mary? When I hop in the car, it's Christmas music automatically. When I hop in the car, it's NPR automatically. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs> Merry Christmas from Terry Gross. I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. <laughs> from our fine folks here at NPR. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.